7 o'clock. Good morning, pile. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Doc Rivers makes his debut. Denver made it a, well, not an enjoyable one for Doc Rivers last night as the Bucks coach. Jamal Murray, 35 points. Nikola Jokic, 14th triple-double. Denver gets the win against the Bucks last night. So coming off the the Joel Embiid debacle from Saturday where the Nuggets kind of played down to the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Last night with Giannis and with the Dame there, Denver went out and they, they, they that's the kind of game that they need that will help them get ready for the postseason. I think it deserves to be said, too, that... Nikola Jokic's 14th triple-double, like you mentioned, is more than losses Adrian Griffin had as head coach of the Bucks. Yeah. He won 70% of his games. Yeah, he was 30 and 13. I just, it's so, it's still baffling to me. And that, I mean, it's pure player empowerment, I feel. Like, I know that the franchise, well, we weren't playing as well defensively. You were 30 and 13. Like, I can understand, like, our defense is not very good, and we're 13-30 and 30 with Dame and Giannis and all these other guys, you know, the aging Lopez twins. Like, I get that. And Brooke had, like, five last night, though, or something. Yeah. You're yeah. the second-best team in the Eastern Conference record-wise. Our defense isn't great. Well, you're still – you're outside of the bottom ten, at least. I just – it baffled me. And then they go out last night and play – pure Doc Rivers basketball. It's like, all right, here's the time to take control, and no one wants to. I, I just, yeah, I, I find it interesting that you, you're not willing to give a coach a chance to get, coach up his team and help them improve it in an A area. young coach who you don't know how he's going to respond to adversity. You know what you're going to get from Doc Rivers. Yeah, you may get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but your team's going to choke there. And so Doc Rivers is a better option than Adrian Griffin? Apparently they thought that was the case. But for the Nuggets, Michael Malone, you, the steady hand at the wheel, picking up his 400th career win last night. Yeah. It, it goes to show it, it pays to have stability. And it pays to have, even, even though there are those that feel like in the NBA that, well, you just roll the basketballs out and being an NBA coach isn't that big of a deal. It's a more challenging job than people like to, to think. It's a little harder than people appreciate, I think. And it's not just the X's and O's. It's managing egos. It's, it's managing those aspects that are not easy to do. Yeah, it's more that than anything else. It's definitely managing the Jimmys and Joes as opposed to the X's and O's. Yeah, exactly. It's managing those egos. Yeah. And and it says a lot about the job that Michael Malone's done. And and for the Bucks to have that kind of impatience. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see where it goes with Doc Rivers. I mean, you fired a coach. That had won 70% of his games. But uh, last night, once again, Denver bench is playing really well. Played really well against Philadelphia. Played well again last night. That was an area that was kind of evolving.
here's an example. Okay, where where the Bucks they they get rid of Adrian Griffin because they're not playing the kind of defense they did under Mike Budenholzer. Right. Who didn't they fire him too? Yes, they did. Okay, just yep. just keeping this all on in the same track here. Just yeah, they did. They they fired him. Where there could be this impatience of, well, why isn't Michael Malone getting that bench together faster? Why why isn't uh, why isn't he found the next Bruce Brown? Why why isn't he fa- why 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 isn't this team playing that bench playing better? I guess we got to fire Michael Malone, who just won an NBA championship. Yeah, I mean it's that it's that kind of that kind of mindset that. That you just kind of go, what? What are they doing? What are they doing? Because like the Bucks title wasn't all that long ago. No. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that was that Nick Nurse or Mike Budenholzer? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was Budenholzer. I believe so. Twenty twenty one. So it was three seasons ago. Yeah, what wasn't that long ago? And you're going, wow, okay. Um, just but I, I, you're just right a, that this it could be a, a very good parallel to Michael Malone. Of Maybe having, not necessarily this year, but a couple of years ago when it was all right. This team's not getting past the second round. Better pull the plug on this guy. Mm-hmm. Better find somebody else. Like they very easily could have fired Michael Malone after losing in the first round, not last year, but the year before. They very easily could have been like, all right, we need another guy to get us over the hump. I lobbied for that at times because I didn't know if Michael Malone was going to be that guy. Then he went out and won the NBA Finals. So there's something to be said about sticking with a coach who you feel is the right guy, and it it feels like Milwaukee fluffed this one up a little bit. It, it felt like they, yeah, they they pulled the trigger way too quick. Yeah. Because of an area that, I don't know, maybe you work on it and try to make it better as the season goes along. Like, it's still January. And if they were, yeah, I, and if they, if they were like sixth in the conference, okay. And they were kind of, they, they weren't. 500, they're like yeah, 26 and 25. Seventh in the conference, they weren't great, and they needed a spark, and they felt like this is the spark. That they needed by by bringing in Doc Rivers, okay, I could get that, but that's that's not where they are. No, it, it just seems it just seems ridiculous. Like they they still have one of the best, top five players in the game in Giannis. They have one of the more dangerous shooters still in the game in Damian Lillard, and a good team around them. And not not to completely discount defense and say who cares about defense but who cares about defense in january I, I, who cares i mean really it's it's the regular season and like i said don't don't you afford your coach the time to to get guys to improve in that area it just it's just like well we we're not playing good defense you kind of have to be trying. So we're, we're, yeah, we're pull, so we're pulling the plug here to not make the playoffs in the NBA. It's almost harder to miss the playoffs than it is make the playoffs. And that's when you want to be worrying about defense. And that's three months away. They're yeah. a fiscal quarter away from defense being worth anything. 
Like, you finish top five in the league in defense and you get bounced in the second round. Who cares? Yeah, I, I just, it just seemed, yeah, there there had to be more to what, you know, and I think you alluded to it with maybe this, the, the players played a bigger role in this. There had to be more to it than our defensive metrics have dropped off dramatically from, from last year to this year under Adrian Griffin. There's got to be more to it than that, right? It there has to be. It can't be just that. It just, it just seems weird, bizarre, knee-jerk. Just because I just, who cares about defense in January? Michael Malone. That's about it. Yeah, Michael Malone cares. We got to play better defense. That's because his team needs to play better defense to win some nights. Milwaukee doesn't necessarily have to play better defense to win some nights. Like, there's there's no compunction for Milwaukee going out there and scoring 140 points. They don't care. Like, they'll probably welcome that. They have two guys averaging over 25 points a game. Yeah, it just, yeah, just, it's just still kind of baffling, isn't it? It really is. Of, of why you would do that, of, of why you'd make that move at this particular time. And, okay, if you had, you had Greg Popovich in the wings out there floating yeah. around. Like, you got uh, six or, guys or, averaging or a or double who, figures. Who, what do you, yeah. who cares about defense? If Red Auerbach had come back from the dead, okay, then then maybe. But yeah. Doc Rivers? Phil Jackson or Phil somebody. Phil Jackson. Like a closer. But Doc Rivers? That that's the solution to your problem. Like, has his team's been fantastic defensively in the past? I didn't realize that was part of his resume. That I, that was the, I really didn't either. That that's that's a big thing that he hangs his hat on. I, I don't know. I it just yeah, and we're I feel like we're doing Bucks radio today, but it's you know Nuggets faced them last night. Look, it shows that. That the Denver, there is, there's resilience in this team. After getting blown up by the Knicks in that last game on the road, they come home. League, I agree with Michael Malone. League didn't do him any favors. Hey, let's play an afternoon game. Nationally yeah, Saturday it. afternoon against let's, Philadelphia. Let's do that. Let's do that. League fully expecting Joel Embiid to play. And did not. And And, and so they've, the last night, Taking on the Bucks, who are expected to, because of this now dream lineup, this dream pairing of Giannis and Dame, that they're putting themselves in a position to win an NBA title. And there's, and I think that's some of it too. I think a little bit of this win now. We get Adrian Griffin wasn't getting it done. We weren't number one in the Eastern Conference. Defensive yeah. numbers are down. We've we've got to make a move here. Got to get it done. Got to get it we done. Got to get the Lopez brothers that ring before they retire. The window's closing. Your vets. Window's closing here. The window's closing on this team. We got I mean, this is year ten for Giannis. He's still twenty nine. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't. I mean, outside of the fifty Nuggets at Chick Fil A, doesn't seem like he takes worse care of himself than any other guy that's playing deep into his thirties. Yeah, I. It just it, it it's this feeling though about them that the, it's the it's, we windows gotta win razor thin open. Yeah, we we gotta win now. Windows getting it's getting tight. We be, we better make something happen here. 
I, it just seems very knee-jerk, very overreactionary. But anyway, the, the Nuggets, fortunately, see, that's why you got to feel good about where Denver is right now. Yeah. Because you have Michael Malone, and you have a line, and, well, most notably have, no offense to Michael, Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. But you you have a, a voice that preaches defense all the time. Yeah. Constantly, incessantly. And and you have you have continuity here. And you have two great players that have now played together for a while who know how to play together. This is not a, hey, let's go out and get Dame Lillard. We'll we'll throw him in with Giannis. It's not necessarily a it's not necessarily uh, you know, Bosch and Wade and LeBron in Miami, but it's a it's a pretty dynamic duo. And and I, I think I think there is a feeling about them. It's just we've we've got to win now, we've got to win now. It feels that way, doesn't it? Like this is our time. We got to get it done now. We can't waste having Damian Lillard here. We can't waste this moment. Uh, then don't give up so much to get him. Like if you feel yeah. that you have to win this year, or this trade was a a loss, an egg on your face. Then then why make that deal? Yeah, if you're gonna fire Adrian Griffin 30, 43 games into the season. Yeah, but, and I agree with you about the Nuggets too. I th- I like there's no scientific data to back this up. This is just a cough syrup addled brain throwing stuff out there. Like that may be the longest tenured pairing of a top two in the league currently right now, Murray and Jokic. Yeah, I don't know anybody that's been together longer. Definitely not that has had the success. Because okay, yeah, it's not, Kawhi and Paul George, no success. Kawhi on his own, yeah. You, you know, know um, LeBron and AD, not as long. Not as long. Yeah, I don't this know is anybody probably, else. And this is, yeah, probably the most successful duo that you got in the league right now. And Michael Malone got vindicated last year by winning the NBA by, championship. By winning it all. And have themselves in position to maybe do it again. I mean, they're, they're a half game behind Minnesota right now in the West. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. It's kind of eerie how the, the Nuggets and Avalanche, there's a similarity here this season. Of it seems like oh, nearly on oh, the bench is terrible. Oh, yeah. the bench can't, you know, they're, they're gonna miss Bruce Brown. And they they do miss Bruce Brown. Let's not they miss Bruce Brown. Yeah. But that bench has come together. It's mm-hmm. like the Avalanche. All these new pieces, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Johansson, you know, and then they had some bad losses. But here, but here they are, one of the best teams in the NHL. Here are the Nuggets, despite all the things. They, they've had to deal with in terms of, of of Brown's departure, Peyton Watson's development, getting that bench to be better, Reggie Jackson getting more time, you know, and having, you know, Jamal out for a little bit, you know, and things like that, that here they are. They're a half game out of first place in the Western Conference. And it's, it's you sit around and you, you wring your hands about both these teams. and Oh, geez. It's just not. It's just not going to happen this year. It's just, and then you look. It's like, where are they in the standings right now? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's that's the grind of the eighty-two game schedule for both teams. Is there's going to be a week in there where you're like, oh man, I can't even watch this team anymore. Like you lost by almost forty points to the Knicks. Knicks are all right, not great. You lost by thirty-eight. And you're like, I just can't watch this team. Anymore. I can't watch. This team is just so frustrating. You're like, all right, 
five days later, they're a half game out of first place in the Western Conference because they weren't all that far back after losing to the Knicks or the Avalanche. You know, it's like, oh, man, they gave up two empty netters late, and that box score looks ugly. It's 6-3 six, six, or whatever the final score was two weeks ago or whatever. Right. I can't even watch this team anymore. It's just so frustrating. There's something missing. I do feel there is something missing. I don't know what it is. But then you look, you're like, all right, they're four points back of Vancouver for number one in the Western Conference. So you got to be like, all right, it's a grind. There's going to be a couple more weeks over the next three months where you're going to be like, this team is not going to get it done. And then there's going to be a couple weeks over the next three months where they're unstoppable. They're going to do the parades at the same time. Like, just have Avs bus, Nuggets bus, Avs bus, <laughs> Nuggets bus. So, I mean, we just kind of kind of... But, but it is, I think it's kind of interesting. The they are in kind of parallel courses to a degree a little bit. in terms of how people yeah. view them. Either they're the greatest team in the league right now or they're horrible and they're they're going to be lucky if they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It goes from that. There's, it, there's no, yeah, there's some problems. And, yeah, they they have some injuries and they have some guys out right now. And that that's a factor. And like with the Avalanche, I think backup goaltender is a legitimate concern behind Georgie. The bench was a concern for a while for the Nuggets. But you got to love the development of Peyton Watson on the offensive end. That's come a, a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, Malone's always loved his defense, and now he's a guy that can come off the bench and be an offensive contributor. And the way Reggie Jackson has fit in, he's found a role, did a nice job filling in for Jamal when, when he was out and and is now a valuable piece off the bench. Yeah. I mean, there's – it's just – you can't freak out all the time. I mean, it's it's a, like you said, it's a grind. It's a long season for both both the Avs and the Nuggets. But there just seems to be this. KSC yeah, yeah. is doing what the Bucks should be doing. Just letting the guys they pay to figure it out, figure it out. Yes. You know, it's like, all it's right, weird. you guys had a rough week. Figure it out. Like, okay, you guys need to figure out what's going on behind your goaltender depth scoring which is always an issue for every team like all right figure it out and guess what you do you trust guys that have won championships for you yeah but jared bednar and michael malone you trust them you to steal a sixers thing here you trust their process yeah you trust their knowledge like you i'm don't already go day, paying you, go, you to coach yeah. this team so you might as well figure it out yeah and, and the cronkies are smart about that they're not david tepper i know more than you I'm smarter than you about this. Guess what? If people stop doing their job and aren't good at it, find Uh people that are good at it. But maybe you're not the one that should be sticking your nose in trying to fix all the problems that you don't know how to fix. Right. They didn't whack Sean McVay after he went 9-7 and and missed the playoffs after losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. They didn't whack Sean McVay after going 5-12 and and missing the playoffs after winning the Super Bowl. You know... And so they've, they're have they pretty consistent across their franchise. I don't know what they do in their soccer league. I don't really care. Yeah, it's a... But there are three American-based franchises of the major sports. They're all pretty consistent in... I mean, what do you want from me? I'm paying you to figure it out. Go figure it out. You need a guy? I'll go spend money on a guy. You want to let that guy walk? That guy can walk. We need to go get Matthew Stafford... Let's go, go get Matthew Let's go Stafford. do it. Let's go make it happen. You need a perimeter shooter in KCP? Let's go do it. You know, so yeah, it's 
and success helps breed a little bit more patience too. Like this guy's won for me, all three of them, Bednar, Malone, Sean McVay. They've all won for me. And so I'm going to let them figure it out until I feel they can't figure it out anymore. I just think there's a lot to be said for tr- hiring good people. You let good horses pull the wagon. Yeah. And he's little, but Sean McVay's a good horse. He's a good horse. Michael Malone. He's a, he's a good coach. Jared Bednar. They're all, they're all great coaches. They've all won championships for, for staying cronky. He doesn't have a team, but he would have won the World Series. He would have gotten the triple, the Grand Slam in the span of 24 months. Yeah. He won the other three major sports in the span of a year and a half. It's pretty good. Whether you like whether you like the Walmart yeah. brand or you like Cronky or don't like Cronky, there's a lot to be said for the stability yeah. that that he that he brings to owning those teams and the success those three teams have had, the Rams, the Avalanche, mm-hmm. and, and the Nuggets. Winningest Walmart owner in Colorado professional Absolutely. Sports He's got scoreboard. Yep. And and the, the, the Pinner family, the Walton Pinner family, Rob, Rob's got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah, he does. They've got three championships. Okay, not all in the same sport, but three championships. That's way more Stan impressive, does, though. Stan does to, uh, to Rob Walton. Like, three Stanley Cups would be awesome, but a Lario, a Stanley Cup, and the Lombardi in two years, that's pretty impressive. Oh, that, if you that. like Stanley Cronkie or not, that's pretty damn impressive. You, have, you give the man his due. He's he's like Tom Brady. He's running out of fingers. Yeah. Put some rings on. Exactly. All right. So we'll have uh, Mav Day brought to you by Cuddle Craft Coffee and Beer coming up later on this morning with uh, Mike DeGeorge, Travis Mercado, and uh, Taylor Wagner, both Maverick basketball teams at Western tonight. You'll hear it right here on the team. A little earlier start time, 445 for the pregame for the women. And they'll tip it at five with the men to follow. It's also a busy high school basketball night as well. Uh, so plenty coming up on the program this morning. Plus uh, Wyatt Thompson will join us in just a little bit. So if you got some follow-up on what we've been talking about this morning, about the cronky ownership, about staying the course, and about not being knee-jerk like the Bucks were, you know, firing Adrian Griffin when he had won 70% of his games. They were what, like the number two seed in the East at that they point were. in time? Yeah. I, well, they're not playing good enough defense. So that you're going to fire him for that? And I, I know it feels different. But the Nuggets are 12th in defense right now in defensive rating. The Bucks were 19th. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a number that you can't fix. Right. If they were dead last, if they were 30th, think, okay, we got a major problem here. Their numbers had dropped from from Budenholzer mm-hmm. to what Griffin was doing. But once again, why don't why don't you take time to just fix it? Right. Adrian Griffin not smart enough to fix it. I'm sure he's a, was a smart enough coach, is a smart enough coach to find somebody to help him with that. I just don't get it. Like, I can't, I don't buy it. I don't buy that that was the reason. Yeah. Got to be That's more what they're telling them. everybody, but I don't think that's the reason. And, yeah, just, there's got to be, um, 
got to be other reasons. Like something's other, fishy. Yeah. Something smells in Denmark. That's what it is. <laughs> I was I was looking for that line. I couldn't, couldn't remember okay. what it was. I'm, I'm a little older, a couple of years, and so I know that. So just you know, a couple of years older. Something than fishy. In Denmark. I have to write that down. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way. Thank you. No problem. I'm glad I can do something for you today. All right, it's 724, and uh, I, I I hope you continue to recover. Me too. From your vacation. Hope you recover. Yeah. I'm on the right track. I feel like lungs are still inside of the body this morning, which was... Well, that's... Improvement over yesterday. That's good. That's a step in the right direction. Yep. All right, it is time for... What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest. They're your technology service partner at ComWest. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. With network support, cybersecurity, they can also improve your surveillance or install a new business phone system. If you need IT help today, call ComWest, 970-242-8142. Or go to ComWestCorp. Dot com. All right, lead things off with last night. The Nuggets getting the win on their home floor at Ball Arena. Milwaukee Bucks made their debut with new coach Doc Rivers, but the defending NBA champion Nuggets made it a losing one Monday night with their 113-107 to 107 win over the Bucks in Denver. The former ESPN analyst replaced fired coach Adrian Griffin who had won 70% of his games. Denver's Jamal Murray led all scorers with 35 points, and Nikola Jokic added 25 points, 16 rebounds, and 12 assists for his 14th triple-double of the season. Nuggets coach Michael Malone, Michael Malone picked up his 400th career win and liked what he saw on both ends of the floor. And on the season, that team averages 50 from the field. They shot 42 tonight. On the season, that team averages 124 points. They scored 107 tonight. And nothing most telling, that team lives in the paint. They average 50 in the paint. They had 26 tonight. Those are great numbers. We took care of the ball, 29 assists, only eight turnovers. Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo's 29 points paced the Bucks. Denver's a half game out of first in the Western Conference behind Minnesota. The Broncos are hiring a former New Orleans scout as Denver gets ready for April's draft. The Denver Post reports the Broncos have hired former New Orleans assistant uh, director of college scouting Cody Rager to a newly created vice president of player personnel position. Rager will report to general manager George Payton after spending a decade in New Orleans with seven of those years scouting uh, for talent for Sean Payton's Saints teams. Denver scouts are at this week's East-West Shrine Bowl in Frisco, Texas and in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Colorado Mesa basketball teams head to Gunnison tonight to face the Western Colorado Mountaineers. The Maverick women defeated Fort Lewis 87-71 last Friday behind a 19-point game from freshman Mason Rowland. CMU is third in the RMAC and face a Western team that's 13th in the conference at 2-10. and 10. The Maverick men are also third in the standings after suffering their first conference loss and falling to Fort Lewis 87-79. CMU's Mac Renneker scored a game-high 28 points in the loss. The Mountaineers are 14th in the RMAC at 3-9. and nine. Coverage on the team, CMU Sports Network. Presented by Ken Richards State Farm starts at 4.45 today for the women's game. It's a busy night on the high school hardwood. The Fruit of Monument basketball team's host Grand Junction this evening. The Wildcat girls and boys look to stay undefeated in the Southwestern League with the boys hoping to extend their 18-0 start to the season. Girls tip off at 5.30 and the boys at 7. The Central girls and boys head to Montrose to face the Red Ox. The Warrior girls will try to extend their seven-game winning streak. Girls game starts at 5.30 with the boys at 7. Both Palisade teams are on the road at Eagle Valley with girls at 5.30 and boys at 7. Delta girls basketball team will try to run their winning streak to 12 straight. They host Rifle in 4A Western Slope League play tonight. They'll tip it off at 6 with the boys 
at 7.30. The Fruto Monument Wildcat Hall of Fame will induct their 2024 class this Friday when the Fruto Monument basketball teams host Central. Three-time state number one singles tennis champion Kayla Marquardt will be one of the inductees after winning titles in 1996, 97, and 98. He says he didn't have a personal professional coach, just the help from his mom and his dad. Between my dad and my mom, you know, it was, it was not necessarily all on the court. It was off the court, too, with discipline. Um, but yeah, other than that, myself, it was me and my drive, and that's what I wanted to do. And nobody made me go out and play. You know, I had a dream of uh, what goal set, what I wanted to do. I wanted I, At that time, I wanted to be the best in the world. His dad was also his coach at Fruit of Monument. Uh, Mark Hort went 73-1 and in his career in high school before uh, going to play tennis at Arizona and Colorado. He'll be inducted during halftime of the boys' game Friday night at Fruita High School, Fruita Monument High School. And that's a look at... What's happening? And it's brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help today, call ComWest at 970-242-8142 or go to their website, comwestcorp.com. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It's uh, Tuesday. If you've got something on your mind today, Nuggets get the win against the Bucks last night. Nikola Jokic with his 14th triple-double. Jamal Murray, fantastic again with a game on 35 points. Uh, some thoughts on that today. And also, for pole dancing today, we'll get your thoughts on this. Top five teams heading into next season in the NFL and, and your top five favorite prop bets for the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you want to offer up some of those today as well, can on the team line 970-242-1340. It's your morning sports and more. It's the Jim Davis Show on the team. Welcome back, 733. Jim along with the Buckeye boy. Yeah, you, know, you would think with a name like Franz Ferdinand, they they would be like Austrian or Yeah, singing like Sabaton and singing only about World War One. But they're Scottish. Yeah. It's a Scottish band. And they don't sing anything about World War One. <laughs> no. Which is kind of a misleading band name, you'd think. And no relation to the Archduke, from what I understand. No. No, not at all. Yeah, it's not like Sabaton who sings nothing about World War II, nothing but World War II songs, which is awesome. Sabaton is great. German band. Not not singing that side of World War II. Don't don't get it conflicted. Okay, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that's... they're not. Yeah, but they're. I think they're German, maybe Austrian. But yeah, so they they sing pretty much nothing but World War. Like they have a song called "The Christmas Truce," which I think is actually a World War One story. But yeah, I believe so. It's all pretty much war and battle songs, which is kind of awesome. Which is kind of, well, that, that's an Iron Maiden mainstay. Yeah. Historical songs, mm-hmm. Saxons, another band that used to do a lot of like the, I love the moon those landing. Kind of thematics and, bands. Yeah. Like there's a band called Alestorm, and they sing all about like pirate metal. It's great. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Bang your heads, laddies. It pretty much. It's great. <laughs> Does he sing like a pirate like that? Not, not totally sing like a pirate, but it's always there bubbling under the surface. Arr, breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, since we're talking about historical things, I started watching uh, 
if you got Apple, uh, the Masters of the Air. It is the basically like the third leg of Band of Brothers, of the Pacific. Oh, okay. It's uh, Spielberg and Hanks, and it's about uh, the bomber groups in World War II. Uh, the guy that played Elvis, Austin Butler. Who's trying to not talk it. like Elvis now? Have you seen that? Yeah, I tell you, I was watching it last night. Did it feel like Elvis was... It's just, it's like I'm watching a 60s movie that Elvis is starring in as a World War II, World War bom- II? bomber pilot. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have a hard time losing that. It's going to be hard to get away from that. It's it's a rough go when people learn of who you are by portraying Elvis. And and his character's supposed to be like from Casper, Wyoming, but he's still he's got very uh-huh. got very much this. Let's go out there, boys, and let's let's deliver those bombs. Let's get it done. Like that's you didn't that's know Elvis. I didn't I didn't know how bad it was gonna be up there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, it's you're going, I can't stop I keep can't waiting. Unsee I, it. I can't unsee it. I keep I keep waiting for him to, yeah. to break into suspicious minds. He's like, oh, I'm all shook up. Just, you just keep waiting for that. Don't blow up my blue suede shoe. Where, you know, you watch like Band of Brothers, Damian Lewis. So, I mean, way before he was on, oh gosh, the one, um, oh, Homeland. Yeah. Where he's on Homeland. Or Billions, which I loved him in Billions. And he was great in Homeland, too. No but, idea he's Welsh in Band of no, Brothers. You have no idea. Dick Winters, Dick Winters is like the guy you would like to be. Yeah. Dick Winters is such a cool character in Band of Brothers. And I, I haven't watched The Pacific yet because of how good Band of Brothers was. Yeah, I, I don't want to watch it to le- have the letdown of this isn't as good. Because that's, that's a high bar to hit, Band of Brothers. Okay. It's like, now we're going to do one by the, and the Pacific. And I'm like, uh, can you do it twice? I don't know. Can you do it three times? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, it's it's tough. If if I come across Band of Brothers, though, it's that's a remote stopper. Absolutely, end of story. Yeah, incredible. The day is over. Incredible, incredible show. Yeah, with Ron Livingston in that. I mean, just and all the all the cameos that were mm-hmm. that were in there as well. Got to make a correction. I'm sorry. I, Grand Junction is hosting Fruita tonight. Justin sent me this correction. Oh. So it's the other way around. So it's Junction hosting Fruita tonight. Gotcha. My apologies. Forgot the first time they played out at Fruita. So thank you, Justin. Yes, I did say it twice. Now I'm yep. correcting it. Junction hosts Fruita Monument tonight. Game times are still the same, though, 530 mm-hmm. and 7 o'clock. Hey, now you said that twice, so now we're even. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, though, Justin. All right, 738. And uh, just wow. so you know, the recorded the sports is recorded. So if it comes across you, you don't have to keep texting in. Oh, you said it again. Yeah, we, we understand. We know. And I got you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My mistake. Looked at the calendar wrong. It is Junction hosting for tonight. All right. So last night, Nuggets getting the win against the Bucks, And uh, it was Doc Rivers debut. As we mentioned, Denver gets the win last night. There's a little uh, Post Malone, Michael Malone, talking about uh, the Nuggets beating Giannis, Dame, and the Bucks on uh, the Ball Arena Hardwood. I felt to start the game, we weren't quite ready. And I have to give our bench a lot of credit. I felt that first quarter we went to our bench, I thought they were terrific. Kind of, they brought the energy. 
And then when I put our starters back in, I thought they played at the level that was necessary considering who we were playing. Um, and I think it always starts there, Matt, you know, the energy and effort, the discipline. Um, I'll give you some numbers that kind of illustrate how effective our defense was tonight. On the season, that team averages 50 from the field. They shot 42 tonight. On the season, that team averaged 124 points. They scored 107 tonight. And nothing most telling, that team lives in the paint. They averaged 50 in the paint. They had 26 tonight. Those are great numbers. We took care of the ball, 29 assists, only eight turnovers. Did not fuel their break. And uh, we did it for the most part, we did a pretty good job of defending without fouling. Um, so I think our guys were locked in to the game plan, to their personnel. Um, they present a lot of matchup problems, but I felt that guys were flying around. Even when it wasn't perfect, you have to have that scramble mentality. And, you know, the job that, you know, Aaron did on Giannis, Peyton did on Giannis, Aaron's block late on Dame was a big, big block. Uh, Nicola's activity, I mean, he had tonight uh, 15 defensive rebounds, two blocks and three steals. Uh, and then the job that KCP did on Dame. I mean, so we had a lot of guys step up on that end of the floor, but complete buy-in uh, and a lot of commitment and discipline. Yeah, and Pulp last night, 12 points, took along with the obviously sterling defensive effort. Or held, he held Damian Lillard to 18 points last night. That's not bad. No. And you, meant, you heard Malone go through the numbers. I mean, this is a team that was held below a lot of its normal averages in terms of scoring in the paint. Just overall scoring, a really nice job by the Nuggets last night uh, to get that win right now half game behind, as I mentioned, uh, Minnesota in the Western Conference. All right, 741, and um, it's time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It was a big reaction Monday yesterday around the sports media landscape for the championship games on Sunday. And there's a lot of uh, indictment thrown down about Lamar Jackson, including uh, a take from Shannon Sharp that while Lamar still has to make plays, Uncle Shannon still believes in Lamar. I believe there's still a, ch- I believe there's still a chance that Lamar can get to and win a Super Bowl because he has that kind of ability. But in big moments, Lamar Jackson has yet to show up when the team absolutely needs him to. And that's the thing. A lot of times what makes these great quarterbacks historically great, when you take an aspect away, you take the running game away. We've seen Manning. We've seen Brady. We've seen Mahomes. We've seen other great quarterbacks go win those type games. Yes, you are run-reliant team first. But if Lamar Jackson is, is to be believed as what he is, he's got to win this game. You're never probably going to see Kansas City as vulnerable in the, in, in the postseason as you had them coming into this game. They're going to make moves. They're going to get better wide receivers. They're going to get uh, uh, more speed at the linebacker position. This was your best chance. Because it has the thing, you mentioned those great players. If I'm a great player, it wasn't like Charles Barkley played back. Stephen A., you could have tested it. Charles <laughs> yeah. Barkley had a 50-something point game against yeah. Jordan. That's right. He yeah. averaged 30. <laughs> Carl Malone played well. Guys played well. We have yet to see Lamar Jackson in big moments when it means to matter, and he's going face-to-face with another one. Play well. That's a good point. Yeah. Sometimes the other guys step up. Even Brock Purdy, to a point, stepped up. He did. There was, of course, some some luck involved with the one IU catch that went off the defender, but still. But the run itself, like, he made the play himself, Yes, he did. So... 
the, the throw to use check. How many times has Patrick Mahomes made a stupid play in the playoffs? He did. Work? He did. He did Sunday. He did Sunday. Sometimes you just you just got to go do it, and Lamar hasn't really done it yet. And it's got to happen at some point. Yeah, he's gonna. It's gonna be a game like the FC Championship game where he's got to make a play mm-hmm. or two. Which didn't happen Sunday. There's that tier now: Lamar, Josh Allen, Jared Goff that just can't have not made that play yet. All right, seven forty-three. We'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll have our college basketball insider Wyatt Thompson join us next on the Team Sports Network. Cuckoo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado Sports Leader, the team. Talking college basketball with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson, on the Jim Davis Show. And with us right now, the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats. They have Oklahoma tonight in Big 12 play. Wyatt Thompson joins us. Hello, Wyatt. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Doing fine. Good. Um... Before we dive into Oklahoma and just talk about uh, top twenty-five college basketball, the uh, the little blow-up that uh, Jerome Tang had your coach with Iowa State and the sign-stealing thing. Apparently, it's made its way from the the Astros to to Michigan and now Iowa State. Can you take us through what uh, what happened there? Because that was a very interesting situation between the Wildcats and the Cyclones. You know, over the course of uh, about a week now, I think. Um, what I would tell you is, is I, I think this kind of maybe started a year ago um, where uh, the K-State coaches were thinking that there was something up. Um, and I think they uh, noticed uh, a couple of two or three guys that were sitting behind the Kansas State bench in the stands. Um, and they alleged that they were videotaping the, the – uh, huddles during timeouts um, basically uh, brought it to T.J. Otzelberger's attention and to the officials, and it kind of exploded into a, <laughs> a massive thing. I, I think as it's turned out, Jim, I think this is going to end up being really no more than a he said, she said thing. I do not think the league sees any reason to move forward and and discuss it any further. Um and or investigate it any further. And I, I just believe that's kind of where it's at. Um, there, there was uh, that particular situation. And then Coach Tang, uh, probably in, in large part with frustration, uh, with getting thumped at Houston on Saturday, um, uh, mentioned an official and criticized him in post game, and then apologized yesterday during a press conference saying that, uh, hey, there's protocol in this league and I didn't follow it. I apologize. I'm sorry. And and now we move on. I, I think that's kind of where we're at. We'll, we'll see. Sometimes it's hard to leave it alone when the media talks about it a lot, but I, I think that's where we're at. I think one thing we can say about the Big 12 right now, it's yeah. chaos. It's absolutely oh, it, chaos. It, it, totally chaos. I'm, I'm sitting here, here. Here's the stretch we have. We've, we've got uh, 23rd-ranked Oklahoma in here tonight. Then we go to Stillwater Saturday, turn right around and play KU here at home on Monday. So I'm looking at some of KU stuff. You realize it's four and three in the conference. That doesn't sound like a real bad record in a really great league, right? It's the worst league start in Bill Self's career yeah. in Kansas. That's crazy. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, and then you know Oklahoma. You mentioned their 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 twenty third rank. You you host them tonight. I mean, they first they lost unranked Texas, and then lost yep. the one point game with Texas Tech. 
That sent them from 12th to 23rd. And so, and you have, you know, TCU back into the, you know, into the poll uh, at, at number 25. Houston, you, you referenced, uh, you know, Houston that uh, uh, they're fourth ranked right now. They they took down Texas last night. I mean, it's uh, in, a, in a very close basketball game. So, I mean, it's uh, it, it's just been really, really wild what's been going on with the Big 12. And, and uh, just, uh, it's like you said, when Kansas... When you, you you relayed that record, that's just shocking. It just shows the parity right now that exists in the Big 12. Well, here's the thing, okay? KU still ranked eighth, and they're 16-4. and four. That's not exactly a crime of a record. Yeah, exactly. Um, after going 24-8 and eight a year ago, and then, you know, Bill Phelps won 30 games at Kansas in a year nine times in 21 years. That's, that's mind-boggling, but... I, I guess the point is, is this is the second time in three weeks that the Big 12 has had, had eight teams ranked in the top 25. If you look at, I mean, there are a lot of things out there you can look at, but if you look at specifically the net, I mean, they're they're dominant there too. It, it's just been crazy. And, and I, I heard King McClure say um, in preparation for the game tonight, he was doing an Oklahoma game here recently. He said, I don't know that the league, he played at Baylor, as you know. He, he said, I don't know that at the very, very, very top edge of the league that we have a dominant player or two or three or four like we've had in the past. But all of these teams, all the way to the bottom, and that's what makes the league so much different than everybody else, has really, really quality players um, and more of them than they've had in the past. I thought that was a pretty interesting way and, and, and a correct way to, to say it and look at it because you and I have talked about this over the weeks, Jim, and we're just kind of getting really started into the league race now, right? But think about where BU, BYU is and where Cincinnati is. I don't know that a lot of people thought that Cincinnati was going to do this. And, and then you look at UCF, <laughs> I don't think they felt like they were going to win three conference games all year long. Seriously. And, and and they've they've competed. They've done a good job. So the league is hard, no doubt about it. Wyatt Thompson, our college basketball inside of the voice, the Kansas State Wildcats, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, more horns down debate. Of course, some of that stems <laughs> back from uh, the, the college football semifinal game uh, with Washington. But uh, you had uh, BYU uh, fans that wore horns down T-shirts. The Cougars coach was not happy with with uh, the fans doing that. Uh, I mean, this is just basically, pardon me, phrase this. It is a middle finger from, even though BYU is new to the conference right now, but it is kind of yep. a middle finger to to Texas on the way out going to the SEC. I can't argue with that. I'm, I'm as a matter of fact, I would say it probably the other, the opposite way. I'm in a total agreement with it, and you know, I, I guess in all honesty. Um, I have always stood behind good sportsmanship and what have you, but I don't know that this is the feather ruffling thing that m- most people I, perceive it to be. I totally to agree. You? I, I don't. To me, it's yeah. It's if you're if you're going to do the horns up thing, it's like it, it's it's so it's so viewed as so sacrilegious. I'm like, come yeah. on, really? Is it is it that sacrilegious? Is it that awful? Is it that terrible? Exactly. No, it's not. No. Lighten no, it, it's definitely not. And, and 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 like you said, I think you said that perfectly because if you're going to throw horns up in my face, then, then it's okay if I throw horns down in yours if you're going to do it that way. Absolutely. And that's what they do. Right. Nobody has said that or talked about it, but that's a fact. 
And that's part of the reason why even the newcomers to the conference are, bra- are not shedding a tear that Texas is leaving. Correct. Yeah. And or Oklahoma, for that matter. You know, I've, I've got to, well, I won't let me go there. But it, it, it is what it is. They, they, they elected to leave. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of just the way it is. I don't know what their expectations were walking out the door in the final year, but uh, he's going to throw roses at, <laughs> in their direction and 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 buy and yeah and, and buy them dinner to every place that they stopped or yeah. and, and, and standing ovation this. for them every time they would step in the building. I'm not, I'm not sure what they were expecting. Yeah. We are we are going to play Oklahoma tonight, and think about this for a second, Jim. I mean, th- this is incredible to me. In preparing for the game, I- I'm going to I'm going to pull this up real quick because uh, I just I just think it's an amazing thing. Kansas State and Oklahoma have played since 1920. Wow! At that time, those two teams were in what league? Do you know? Ooh, I- I'm 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 drawing a blank. I have no idea why it. The Missouri Valley Conference. Oh, wow. So they've been in the Valley together, the Big Six together, the Big Eight together, the Big 12 together. There's a little, I guess the point of all of this is, is there's a little bit of history here, and with them going, not everybody's going to be happy about it. Get over yourself. You're the ones that elected to leave, and that's what this is. Live with it. I, I, I'm sorry that I, I feel this strongly about it, but but hey, it, it I just I don't know what else to say, man. This it's competition. Uh, the the way this has played out over the years, I think we have really done a disservice to to the fans of college football and basketball with all of this jumping around of conferences, and we're not done yet. It's it's just insane. I, I don't. I don't like it, and I don't mind saying I don't like it. If they don't like the thumbs down now, they're going to love the SEC. Oh yeah, because there will there will there will be no one will hold. Well, there'll be no quarter. Right. Yeah, there'll be no quarter in the SEC. They got some lunatics down there. Yeah, so be if you're crying now, Texas, about horns down. We'll oh get, yeah, get ready in the SEC when you get blasted at Alabama or someplace, and what what's going to happen there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's going to happen in all of the sports. That's the thing. I mean, it's going to happen in volleyball. It's going to happen in softball. I mean, it's. It's. I mean, you better get used to it. It makes you mad in this league. I'm, I'm anxious to see how how it goes in the next one. Yeah, they they better get some thicker skin really really quick when they go I'm to with the, you. when they go to the SEC. Yeah. Hey, White, have a great call tonight on uh, Kansas State Oklahoma. Always appreciate it, my friend. Yes, sir. Good talking to you guys. All right, take care. Wyatt Thompson, Voice Kansas State Wildcats. K-State also, what, number two in the women's rankings? I see that right? Believe so. So, yeah. Number two behind South Carolina. Yeah. All right, 757. We will take a break. Next hour, we'll go around the NFL. Plus, you'll have a chance to win with triple play records. Stadium Cinema will also have pole dancing as well. Uh, It's our uh, top five for next year in the NFL. Also, our top favorite, top five favorite prop bets. So we'll have that, and you can send that to us today on the team line, 970-242-1340. Hour two coming up next on the Team Sports Network.